0: Five, four, three, two, one. And cue
1: them open the mic. Hi, this is Dana White, Assistant Professor of Digital Media Productions in the School of Media and Journalism, and this is Around the Sphere.
2: Welcome to Around the Sphere, the podcast of the School of Media and Journalism at Kent State University, produced and recorded by MDJ's students, faculty, and staff just for you.
3: Hi, my name is Jenna Gobrecht, and I'm the Student Media Sales Manager here at Kent State Student Media. We're a student-run office in Franklin Hall, and I lead a team of client liaisons to connect campus and community clients to the advertising that they need. This semester, we've been working on selling the Kent Stater as it returned from a COVID hiatus and connecting all of our 10 media partners to our clients. If you're interested in joining us here at the sales office, you can email ads at ksustudentmedia.com.
2: Hey, everyone. Kevin Dilley, Director of Student Media here. If you've been involved in student media here at Kent State and want to apply to be a leader next semester, applications are open and we'd love to have you. Visit kentstatestudentmedia.com backslash involvement for more information and to find the applications. And feel free to reach out to me at any time with questions. kdilley at kent.edu.
3: Each year, public relations students have the opportunity to compete in the National Bateman Case Study Competition. Let's talk to them and their advisor, Stephanie Moore, about their experience.
1: Hello, listeners of Around the Sphere. My name is Stephanie Moore, and I am a public relations professor in the School of Media and Journalism. And I am also lucky to be the advisor to the Bateman Competition, which is a national Public Relations Student Society of America case study competition. And it gives students the opportunity to apply their knowledge to a real life campaign. So last semester, the topic was uh, on improving or reversing the corrosion of civility in public discourse. So I am so excited to be able to kind of reconnect with my one of my Bateman teams is members of our Bateman Blue team and uh, talk a little bit more about their experience and the fact that they won an honorable mention for their campaign. Actually, I was lucky enough to advise two teams. So we had Bateman Blue and Bateman Gold and both teams executed their campaigns exceptionally well and came up with creative tactics. And I am proud of the work of all of our students in the national Bateman competition. Uh, let's go ahead and have them introduce themselves.
0: Hello, my name is Zach Zadanowicz. Um I am a senior public relations major and in Bateman Blue last semester now, I was the project manager of the team. So just kind of oversaw everybody and had a lot of hands on everything that was going on throughout the whole campaign.
4: Hello, everyone. I'm Cameron Stevens. I'm also a senior public relations major and my role on the Bateman Blue team. I served as the editor. I also helped a lot with planning some of our events and tactics and just served wherever help was needed. I was there.
1: Awesome. Okay, great. Uh, Yes. And I was able to observe all of the magic (laughs) happening with your team. So, It was really uh, neat to be able to watch you, you know, apply a lot of the stuff that you guys are learning in the classroom to this real
0: life campaign. So I thought you could maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I wish Ben could have been here. He was one of the he took the lead on a lot of our secondary research that we did but our the coursework really set the stage for how we went about our initial research and what we did at the beginning of the campaign because when we first started there was not much to do other than do some google searches and research things and it was a lot of brainstorming that just went on a lot of just open documents that we had and people sharing thoughts our research really drove our whole topic of our campaign as we progressed where we started with the campaign was completely different than where we ended with our campaign based on the research that we were doing and I feel like that's something that you know you talk about in your classes but you don't really experience the the impact that research has on what you're doing when you have an idea so it was kind of hard to experience that firsthand when we you know, we were, like had this idea and we had things we wanted to do but the research that we were finding was not the research that was backing up that and we had to kind of reevaluate what we were doing but at the same time it was really valuable cuz now moving forward like i can kind of expect that where we start it's not going to necessarily be where we end and you have to keep an open mind throughout the whole thing so the research part was probably one of the hardest things that we did in the competition only because like it it just gets aggravating sometimes when you can't (laughs) when you want something but you just cannot find the research to back it up but in the end it turned out to be a very valuable experience and I'm very glad that we adapted to how we needed to adapt throughout.
1: That's great. So your research truly did inform your, your campaign and your tactics and you were mm-hmm. able to kind of use that to shape your strategy. So that's awesome. So maybe um, you guys can talk a little bit more about the actual campaign. So I did want to take it one step back and let our, our listeners know that you, you were a team of six. So that everybody kind of had a role, but it was very cool to watch you guys all come together and kind of do things. Pretty much you did a lot of this as a team and you worked very well together in terms of cohesively, Um, maybe talk a little bit more about some of the tactics and things that you actually got to do.
4: So coming up with our campaign, I think that was something in the beginning that was super exciting for us because I think we generated a bunch of different ideas. Um, and then leading back to where Zach was with that research, too, it took all of that for us to really come together and think of our finding common ground kind of theme and really adding in civility, but thinking it, about it more from an aspect of what it's like in the media with journalists and public relations professionals. Um, so we kind of got to this point and then did all of our research. We were interviewing different journalists, PR professionals, student journalists, really trying to get a perspective of how the media plays a role in civility and how it influences a large audience of people and everybody pays attention to the media so I think going this route with this kind of unique way it was challenging at first because we were really trying to get our standpoint on how we were going to do this but some of our different activities we had a little grab and go event at CCI Commons where we made a brochure to really educate young freshmen and sophomores just entering into their major really how the media influences civility so they kind of had that input on it And then we did a panel with different professionals. We also had someone from the PRSA chapter kind of come in and talk to us about civility in the media and in different professions with journalism and PR. And then we also did a podcast, which I think was our favorite part of it, where we featured different professionals really to kind of go over civility and really talking about it in a perspective of what it means between PR professionals and journalism and that kind of bond and bridging that little gap between the two. and then really just talking and breaking it down of how
1: much this influences people all over the world. Excellent. Yes, yeah, Zach, do you have anything to add?
0: Yeah, I would just like w- one thing that we really stressed throughout the entire um, campaign with our tactics was to try and get as involved and in touch with as many different student media groups as we could to try and really make sure we're having a perspective of everybody involved with our campaign. because. The whole premise of our campaign was Finding Common Ground. That was the name of our podcast. We were looking to bridge the gap between journalism and public relations professionals. We had all these like little side avenues that we were going down and diving into. So in order to make the information valuable and to have content that meant something to our audiences and that would achieve our smart objectives um, that we were creating, we really try our best to get everybody that we could get going through different student media channels, talking to the people at the top, talking to different faculty members. Like Cameron said, we reached out to Akron PRSA to get a speaker to come in from there so we can have this higher up public relations input. So a lot of different networking that we had to do within this campaign, which was not necessarily expected in the beginning, but in order to tell our story, I think it was really necessary.
1: How do you think uh, this might have prepared you, you know, for future classes or your internships or things like, what did you kind of glean from this experience?
0: The best question, because I think that this campaign, Bateman in general, is one of the best things that any public relations student should do while they are in their journey with PR Kent, because it just it puts you in that position to do everything that you're learning in all of your classes and to actually act on the things that you've been hearing about for years. And after completing this course, I went into my internship and Bateman was one of the highlighting talking points that went through my interview and that like put me on their radar because of the skills that I learned. And Cameron and I going next semester into the capstone campaigns class, I know we've talked about it. Neither of us are really that stressed out about it at all because we just did this huge campaign that went like out nationally. And even though we didn't feel great about it at some points and like at points we were looking at our casebook and saying, this is embarrassing. How am I going to put this out? To like a point where now we know all the little bits and pieces and going into, into campaigns, like we, we, we've got it. We know what we're doing now. So <laughs> I, it's one of the best things that you could possibly do.
4: I agree. And I'll add too, I think that the level of flexibility you have when you are on the Bateman team, because yes, Steffi, kind of, you oversaw and you helped us and whatnot, but we were really able to set the tone for ourselves, come up with what we wanted to do, generate our own ideas. And also just with the roles and everything and coming up with little deadlines that was really on us. And I think that helped, like Zach said, going into our internship, being in these classes that are now a little bit harder than they were. I feel like it's a little easier for us since we had this level with the Bateman team and it really helps set the tone for our future careers and whatnot.
1: I'd like to talk a little bit maybe about some of the obstacles that you encountered and like maybe how you overcame those obstacles. I think that's really important part of any learning experience. So you want to share any challenges or obstacles.
4: I think when we were doing research and our research, too, I will add, it was something that we learned was we were continuously doing research throughout our entire campaign. It wasn't just stopping at one point. It was we were learning new things all the time. But the one thing we always ran into, especially with journalists, is if we came at it when we were interviewing them, because we were talking about the media and how it influences people, if we said something like fake news or we said something about misleading kind of topics or whatnot, that was something that we didn't think was. Really going to offend anyone? We didn't really think about how we were approaching that, so I think that was a little setback for us. But we were able to learn from it for the future of how can we approach it, how can we kind of pitch ourselves to people and kind of make an impact on them and not offend them.
1: Awesome! So it's sort of a lesson in civility as you're working on a civility campaign. (laughs) Well, and what about just I? I was thinking just in terms of you know putting together a campaign during Mm -hmm. a pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that was super challenging in itself, um, but you, you were able to kind of come up with some creative ideas. I especially loved how you put together a virtual panel and you live streamed it on Instagram. And that's not something that maybe you had experience with before, but you got to live stream it and get a bunch of people hop on um, to your live video. So that was kind of cool to watch.
0: It was, that, that part specifically was like one of the wildest things that I feel like we did. It was, we, none of us knew what we were doing at that point, but we were just Googling and like hoping that everything was going to work out. And it like leads back to how you were just mentioning like challenges that we had in a pandemic. I know at the beginning when we were creating our SMART objectives, we wanted to reach 50 new members with that panel and we had no one RSVPing, and we had maybe like three people that were going to come, and the whole time we were like, there's no way that we're going to meet our objectives because of this, and so that definitely, like, in a, in a normal environment, I feel like it would have been so much easier to get 50 people to pop into Franklin Hall after class or promoting it around the thing, or, or on the bulletin boards and whatnot, but because It's our promotion that was just another email sent to them and just another Instagram story posted on an an account or on Twitter or something like that. It just goes under the radar. And so that was one of probably our biggest struggles and something that lasted was through the end of the campaign until the casebook was done was how do we achieve our objectives that we made at the beginning.
1: Excellent. Okay, good. Yeah. And that's part of um... any strategy again, starting with those objectives and then measuring success. And you guys actually had to do that. So I know that that was, you know, in, in a lot of classes, we talk about plans, but you were doing it as you were planning. So that's a little bit different, but I, I think it really helped, you know, teach you as you were going. So maybe you guys can talk a little bit more about what you learned to do during the campaign in terms of tactics. So press releases, InDesign, design work, um, podcasting, social media. I mean, is there anything that you really were glad that you learned?
4: I'd say that press release was the biggest thing for me and really pitching our different events and stuff, especially when we were reaching out to someone from the Akron PRSA chapter and writing that press release to try to get them to come, put it on the website to also raise awareness. That taught me and that helped me kind of set the tone for going into my internship and writing press releases and taking classes now. And it was a smooth transition learning that and being able to do that. I also think kind of using social media as well. And I'll just say for like the tactic of when we had that panel, I would live tweeting the whole time. And I had to like, kind of last minute try it onto the spot and learn how we can get people to pay attention to this and what keywords could I be using um, to draw attention to this. So I think those were two important things that I was able to learn.
0: I think that it definitely put all of the skills to the test mm-hmm. that we have been learning in our classes, especially when it comes to like InDesign and social media strategy and all the digital elements while being in a pandemic where it's all super duper important because everything that they're seeing is the stuff that you're designing and the way that you're putting it out so it definitely made you think deeper about what you were learning and why you were learning what you were learning and how to elevate what you knew because i knew for all of us none of us are experts at anything and especially not experts at InDesign or the Adobe Creative Cloud when we were going through it. So that was like an obstacle that even though we like knew about it, we knew the basics of it. We had to take it a step further to make sure that it fits the campaign and made us look like we knew what we were doing the whole time. So even though we had all like had background on everything, we still had to keep learning on top of it all. How did you
1: feel to receive that honorable mention Through uh, the National Public Relations Society of America,
0: liberated, iconic, great.
4: (laughs) If we're were together or not, or I think we were all texting each other when we figured it out, and we I didn't even
0: open the email yet. It just popped up, and it was like it was your email. It was like congrats, and I was like, no way. But it just like in that moment, everything paid off because we Cameron and I especially, we had so many like nights that we were up until like three am, like really just trying to grind it out to be able to review it before class in the morning and stuff like that. And there were definitely times that I felt like, what am I even doing? Like, does this make sense? Is this like, does anybody care about what I'm doing right now? Like, um just moments that like I just, oh feeling overwhelmed like you do with anything. But in that moment, I felt like somebody, higher above looked at it and said, you know what, this is pretty all right. And then they slapped that honorable mention on there and it made everything feel better.
1: (laughs) So, I mean, that was, that was like you said, liberating, or it it felt very rewarding, you know, especially to be recognized for all of the hard work that you did. You know, you had to put together that 50 page case book and you actually were implementing all these tactics and dealing with challenges and switching gears and, to get that recognition, I think was very valuable. So, you know, out of the um, 54 entries, again nationwide, there were eight honorable mentions, and then there were three winners. So, first, second, and third place. So, just again, getting getting recognition under honorable mention was was extremely valuable. One more thing about the honorable mention, I
4: think it's nice too, or even with the other Bateman team as well, we are recognized in our classes. So we're often asked to speak about things like our podcast that we made in your class stuff. We're able to talk about that and use our experience. So I think that that's something to also think about if someone's considering possibly being on the Bateman team is that you do get this recognition and you kind of are looked at as going through this experience that kind of made a difference kind of for our PR Kent community.
3: Hi, this is Kimmy Daniels.
2: And this is Luke Armour.
3: The School of Media and Journalism might seem brand new because of our recent name change and the renovations in Franklin Hall, but it's actually been part of Kent State for almost 85 years.
2: Not only that, but MDJ, founded as the School of Journalism, was the first four-year non-teacher education major at Kent State.
3: So MDJ really is a core piece of Kent State and its history.
2: Well, it's time for feedback.
3: We got an email at mdjpodcast at kent.edu in response to our first episode.
2: It's from our colleague, Dr. Cheryl Ann Lambert, Associate Professor of Public Relations and our graduate coordinator.
3: She writes, Great job, team. This was quite interesting and perfect listening to understand more about the school. I never knew about the background on the sphere, and that was great to know as a faculty member who has not been here as long as others. It was also cool to hear from the Humphrey Fellow as it showed our connections outside of the university.
2: And that wraps up this episode.
3: Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more episodes coming soon.
2: Thanks again. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to Around the Sphere. Please send us your thoughts, comments, and feedback at mdjpodcast at kent.edu. Music for this podcast was written and produced by Assistant Professor Scott Hallgren. This episode was produced by Nicholas Underwood, Digital Media Production Major. And our podcast project manager is Kimmy Daniels, Public Relations Major. This podcast was advised by Associate Professor Luke Armour. Special thanks to all the students, faculty, and staff who made this episode possible. And a very special thanks to you for listening. We'll see and hear you around the sphere.